Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with big, the big guy, Ryback, starts now. Welcome to the Ryback Show. I am the big guy, Ryback. And today I'm joined by the man now known as Miro, a.k.a. Rusev which I call him Rusev multiple times throughout this. And uh, he corrects me every time, I believe. And uh, Miro, Miro, Miro. I knew him as Rusev and uh, met him as Rusev. So usually in the in the wrestling world, once you meet a guy and learn that name, like I told you guys before, a lot of people that met me as Skip Sheffield in FCW always called me Skipper Skippy to this day. It's just, it's kind of, whatever that first name is you learn from a guy that kind of just sticks and uh, so I'm working on trying to uh, not call Rusev that, but it is what it is. It's my show, and uh, but I'm going to try to Miro, and uh, we have a great conversation. I'm very thankful that Miro uh, gave me some time, and uh, he doesn't do a lot of podcasts or interviews. I don't think he does any. So this is definitely... Uh, um, a big one for the show, and uh, as we are making our uh, way up the charts here. But uh, we talked about COVID. He had COVID. He overcame it, and uh, also some great insight on that on uh, on Lana's parents uh, having it, and and kind of two different ends of the spectrum on how serious this is for some people, and 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 maybe not quite as serious for other people on that, and just life after WWE, big Twitch star, YouTube star. To be Miro TV uh, over on YouTube and over on Twitch, and uh, get into WWE in different situations there. Uh, what kind of what happened with WWE uh, and what led to to him leaving and when he knew he was leaving, and uh, and that that whole relationship, his relationship with Vince, conversations that they had. We, we get into that. Um, we talk about his diet and workout as he, his physique has changed drastically. Uh, over the years, uh, and we talk about trying different diets, and uh, but he's looking in the best shape of his life here now. Talk about John Cena, his relationship with John Cena, and uh, a little bit about his dogs towards the end too, joys and joy and pickles, and uh, just what a man, great individual. So I'm not going to take up uh, too much more of your time, guys. Without further ado, Miro. Do we need camera? Oh, I, I would like I would like to see my friend. Wow. <laughs> are you, unless you don't want to, Rusev, I'm, but the people are going to be disappointed. My name is Miro. Miro, so I call you. It's hard in wrestling. <laughs> it's like, I don't, what do you call me? You don't call me. You don't call. Oh, your name is Ryback. Yeah. Some it's people not my fault you changed your name. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 Wait, you didn't either? I thought everyone does that when they leave. No? No, not at all. I'm still dealing with that. Jesus. Maybe it was in your contract. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's, we have a lot of say in this. The, you doing uh, okay? What's going on? Always good, man. Just woke up. I'm leaving for Bulgaria tomorrow, so 
you know, a lot of things to do. Sorry, I'm eating. I'm about finished right now. No, you know, you're allowed to do whatever you want on here. The you're always you're one of the happiest, most positive people that I know. I learned that from you, by no, but you handle yourself better at certain. You're much more patient with fans. I've noticed. I'll just block right away, and some you you will you'll like have a discussion. I feel like in. I would like to have educational, uh, like, you know, especially when they go out on tweet and, and, and do all these things. I like to go educational on them. Why do you perceive to think those things? Yeah. Why do you have to be such an asshole? And can we go another way around it? Yeah, no, it's uh, common sense is fuse, gone. It's... We have a short fuse. You're just like, I'm positive. You're not. <laughs> Fuck you. Go down the pit of spikes. <laughs> Ryback rules. <laughs> me more, man. <laughs> uh, no, I'm also, I'm more of a, if Joe Rogan is like giving me advice and saying something, I'm listening with all ears open. I think it, it comes from the source and I think is the one thing in pro wrestling and I've dealt with it. You've deal. Everyone deals with it. That it gets in. Nothing will prepare you for the social media onslaught that I feel like um, it, it's unlike anything. Not movies. Like if you play a role, you're not forever. You know what I mean? People don't don't ridicule Arnold for being a bad guy in Terminator One his whole life. Whereas in wrestling, those lines are blurred so much. So nothing prepares you for that. They're blurred, but they're not. It's 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 so weird. Like, hey, it's a work. But it's not a work. Now treat it as real. But it's not real because those are storylines. Yeah. But yet my wife is married to somebody else and she's got to explain to 4 million people on Instagram every week that this is not real. <laughs> Bobby is not her husband. Yeah, I know. But it's just part of the business that we got into, man. But it is. I, I, it's, is this part of the podcast? I keep everything on. Yeah, I start from the beginning. I leave it on that way. It's just, this is just conversation. That's why, right. like, like if we were just really talking on the phone outside of maybe... It'd be toned down a little on my end, probably, but and except that you don't call me either, so we do. We we've done video chats from time to time, but video no. messages, video messages. messages. Yeah, I should. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I will <laughs> say I don't talk to a lot of people, Rusev. I'm a you're, you're one of the few people I, I truly enjoy. To be honest, I do the same, big guy. I mean, we always had that connection, you know. Ever since we started working. I feel like we grew that connection because you started trusting me. I trusted you. And I saw that you're a really nice guy, man. And I love nice people. Like, I don't care how good of a worker you are. If you're a piece of shit, then I don't want to hang out with you, man. I just don't care. Like, my values in life, it's bigger than how good you are in the ring. And you are fantastic in the ring. And all these stuff that people said about you is not true as well. So, thank you. No, it's, uh, I remember, I remember seeing you during my ankle injury. I didn't know you because I, I was in a really bad place of trying to figure out what was going on with that. And I was doing rehab at that Jeremy Maddox and it like was it was disastrous. Like there was something so wrong and the rehab wasn't working. But I remember you were going through rehab down there at FCW. Oh. And that was my first time ever seeing you. But when you got called up to the main roster, I had already got taken out of that spot and was kind of I think I was healed maybe. And you were coming up the next big thing, the, the a big man up there, badass music. We didn't talk for a while. I think we always got, I always was, hello, but we didn't right away. I didn't talk to you. I, I always, it's a feeling out process. Yeah, well, I am shy as well. So I am new to a certain place and I am not just going, I would love to go introduce myself, but then conversation wise, I just want to, I want to keep out of mind, out of sight. I'm there yeah. to do my job. And 
of course we're going to become friends, but I just don't feel comfortable being like, hey, because I'm a fan of everybody, right? Yeah. I've seen you for all these years and I've seen all these guys and I have huge admiration for everybody. And for me, and it's not like I'm walking to LA Fitness and be like, hey, man, what's up? Hey, you want to, you know, it's different because you guys have been there. Hey, you've done it. Yeah. And I need to pronounce, I need to give out certain respect for you guys that you paved the way for me. And I just don't feel comfortable enough for me like, hey, big guy, what's up, man? You want to yeah. hang out? Yeah, I'm Miro. Fuck it, man. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> it, can't do that. Yeah. No, much different than me. My first day, I was telling everybody I can't wait to kick out of their finishers. So, I mean, you See? definitely took a much better approach. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out great for both of us. Yeah, it's we both ended up in the same. Oh, man. No, you know who you remind me of? I've always, you're, you're like a modern day Arnold to me of just oh. the... the you're very nice. You put people over, but you, you, like you've got all your own stuff going on. You're very. It has to be a foreign thing too. But you've you've definitely embraced the the Arnold personality in your own way. In is Miro, right? Well, I always wanted to be me. I never wanted to pretend. You know, I mean, I get it. Wrestling, it's about characters, yeah. right? So. I was the evil foreigner and every, very one dimensional, but I always knew I can do more. But at the same time, this is my role. Yeah. Great, I'll play it through it perfect. But then once I had the opportunity to break out and show myself, I, I was just, I was ready to do it because I knew I can do more. And I feel like people that are more multidimensional have a lot more longevity yeah. than one dimensional characters. That's what Dream always taught me American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, yeah, body same. of work, baby, body of work. And that's what I wanted to give. That's why with all these characters that we did through the years, there was always some kind of a change in it. It's, yeah. ne it's never just the Bulgarian brute. There's always something different, which at the end of the day, the boss didn't like, I guess. <laughs> no. That's funny uh, you bring that up because in very similar, and again, you coming in into the monster heel run undefeated, and, and but being what people would say one-dimensional. But I would, I would say this, and me coming in being babyface, being one-dimensional, but that works in getting really, really over one way or the other when you execute it properly because we're just playing roles, right? So if you execute that role, but I've always thought the same thing. I always looked at a guy like The Rock who was a badass when he needed to be, but he showed his personality on all aspects and people embraced that personality and he was allowed to do it. And for you, when you started doing all your stuff on social media and I think being on the TV show, was it Total Divas that we really, just being you, that we all knew, I think people embraced that and that led into Rusev Day. Like to me, I understood why it was working. It didn't even have anything necessarily to do TV wise. I think it was people just embraced who Rusev Miro really was. And, and then that personality, and that wasn't even being captured fully on WWE TV yet, but they just had embraced you. And I think that was really what brought that to a certain level. And I remember being in New Orleans during WrestleCon, uh, my last one I did. And Rusev Day was the hottest thing in wrestling. I remember getting there and watching the all the fans just walking around. Not, nothing was going on. There were Rusev Day shirts everywhere. And I was kind of in my own little bubble. And I go, holy shit, this is much bigger than even I thought. You could always tell by the shirts. But that was, nice. man, that's no easy task to get to, to that level. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's nothing that I did different. At yeah. the same time, you know, I was just, and even, even the office admitted that they should not let me go on Total Divas. That's been said, really? that's been documented. Yes. They think that, I think, they think that exposed me 
But I think that showed my personality. That's not exposing. That's showing who I am. And people and said I they always, loved you. Yeah. Well, at the end, they said that they hated us. I don't know what's going But anyways, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, you know how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> always, I wanted to do this. Kurt Angle, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Maybe number two, maybe number one He's between Hogan and him. He always did the same thing backstage. He had that personality that people can fall in love with. And in the ring, he was kicking everybody's ass. No doubt about it. Aggression, everything. Every up and down, Kurt Angle, one of the greatest of all time. Why can't I do that? Why can't I show my personality backstage? And why can't I go in the ring and do what I do? And then I was told, don't look at the people. Don't smile. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's like, really? Because everything I'm doing, it seems like the people liking it. Yeah. You know? So why am I getting over and you're telling me to do the opposite? And I don't understand. And that's where we had all the conversation with Vince. And he said, the Russo, they're just fucking with you. They don't mean it. That's crazy to me. That's yeah. I had two meetings with two meetings with that same man. I don't know why I'm looking at there instead of no. It's, the, you're looking at the your Twitch people, the Twitch, the Twitchers. So freaking wrong. There you go. I'll put you over here where the camera is. That, that probably will help me. Uh, <laughs> it's like a cross, like cross. Uh, I thought you were doing a live Twitch while you were doing this. <laughs> just <laughs> of course, I got a double dip. <laughs> I'm not going to just get right back at something. No, I get a Twitch it too. Get a, got a YouTube video going over here. You're the king of Everything. social media right now. I have a person shooting me right there, a person shooting me right here. A bang energy promo being done in the, in the side. You know it. Man, you're hustling. <laughs> I'm, but you know how it, it's not easy. Yeah. But opportunities come so much once you leave that bubble. And I mean the WWE bubble. Yeah. Because you've been there. You know how many opportunities come. But they don't let you to do 90% of them. It was one of my and biggest some, gripes. It was yes. I, that's like the Flex magazine cover with Hunter, and they twice, and they told me no, and it destroyed me. And then him and Stephanie were on the month I was supposed to be in the Bella Twins, but it is it what was, it is. Yeah, it's very discouraging because you love working out, you love bodybuilding. This is part of your life, yeah. and and you've seen all these all these your idols on Flex magazine all your life. Of course, you want to get there. It's a limited, now, it's a rare opportunity. Reaching out, and you, you, you can't. Yeah, it's Why? crazy. People don't understand it. It's how many opportunities like that present themselves in life, where they come up to you and say, in "Madison Square Garden, we want you on our worldwide international cover with Feed Me More on the cover." And then, no, it's not happening. It's like then people don't understand when you're a little upset over things. It, but it is discouraging. Yes, and, and you it, know, it just it makes no sense, like to me. I, it's not like I'm asking you to pay me more money. No. It's not like I'm asking for any, like the opportunity is there. And yes, the opportunity did come from you and WWE together. Absolutely. But at the same time, what it is so impossible for me to take a, because there's gazillions of WWE superstars doing it. Yeah. Like, what am I so different? What, and see, that's, that's, what, that's what baffles me with you because you, <clears throat> and this goes back when I was there and Hunter told me when I was in that, in that top position or working in that and then, the contract negotiations were coming up and he goes, Ryan, and he was just shooting me straight. He goes, we're never going to have another marquee name after Cena ever again. He's the last one. And I, in my, I've told people this. I firmly believe that and you reach that, you could have been in there and you are, and you are that. And I, I, I hate saying you could have been because it's, you are, you organically created it. That megastar that they are, are essentially fucking with history in the way I think things are supposed to go by not allowing people to realize their full potential. But I think, and they'll, they'll tell you whatever they can tell you 
just to get past that moment and do get out of that. And it's like Rusev Day when all that the only thing that needs to change in that is you show up to the building and you're told you're going over that day and we're gonna run. Just go with it. You just go with that natural. And it's a really tough pill to swallow being in that and like in your position. You say you talk to Vince twice, but people don't realize you try. You you can you gotta be respectful of the boss. It is his company. You can only do so much when you're there. Yeah. And then, you know, what was it like for you having those conversations? Did you internally know that like this isn't right? I knew it because we waited. We, the thing was going on, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay, there's no way the office doesn't notice this because it's before, after, during the show. It's everywhere, everywhere. right? Which I'm so flattered. And once again, I did nothing different. The people just decided that, hey, man, yeah, Rusev Day, yeah, for whatever reason, they just they started the whole you thing. You opened yourself up to the people, though. So you can't say you didn't do it. You took a chance and, and let people see the real you, which a lot of people won't do in the business. So you actually did do a lot more than you think. And that is a result showed on WWE TV, in my opinion. Right. Well, that could be. It could be, but it's nothing organized. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing like the office say, hey, why don't you try this here if it works? No, it was... This is happening. All right, he's going to go sing the anthem. Good good deal, right? We're going to move on. And it just caught fire. But my thing, I always I felt defeated was, what, what am I doing this for? So I, I started playing sports when I was like five, six years old, right? And all my life has been a competition. A competition, like for all my sports, to leave Bulgaria, to make it to the next level, to feed my family, to provide for my wife. All of this has been competition. And now finally I'm getting to a point where, wow, man, this is we're we're doing something right. And it's it's something good because we're sold out merch over everybody else. And I was like, there's no way, you know, this is not noticed. And were then you number you just, one in merch at that point, too. Did your was your stuff top selling for yeah, sure? Yeah, top over AJ, Roman, everybody. Whoa, see that? That doesn't happen. That that's not people fucking with you. <laughs> not and that's why that was my second meeting. The first meeting was like they're fucking with you. They don't mean what they're saying. I'm like, okay, so the first one, again, I respect, right? So yeah, I listen. I always want to learn from Vince because Vince knows a lot. He's a, he so is I, a very good businessman. So I, I sit and listen, sir, okay. I, I Let's see if that's what you're thinking. And he had absolutely everybody on his side, of course, because quite a few producers came and they're like, oh, they don't mean it. They're just messing with you. I'm like, in my mind, I know that's not true. In my mind, 1,000%. Before the show, they changed Rusev Day. It's, Are they messing with me? I don't know. Seg one. Let's go spend one hundred and fifty dollars on this guy's merchandise just to mess with him. Yeah, just to <laughs> mess with him. Oh wow, really? That makes sense. And oh. then you know what they started doing? They started putting my segments early, so the Rusev Day chance can go away. Really? And then yes. And there was a period where I was not even supposed to be at their WrestleMania. I don't know if you know that the no. one that I lost gender in my height of my career of my Rusev Day. I was not even supposed to be at WrestleMania. I was not on TV for three weeks. For three weeks, I'm not on TV. And at this point, I'm just sitting backstage and listening to these people all night chanting Rusev Day. And I went, at, at, at this point, I just couldn't, and I went to Steve G, like one of the writers. I'm like, yo, this is not right. This is the first time I actually yelled at a writer, which I feel really bad. Yeah. Because he's like, whoa, we don't know what to do. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know what to do? Just listen. Just stay here and listen. They'll tell you what to do. And then at the same time when they were saying, oh, we're looking for new talent, we're going to promote. And everybody said, Rusev Day, Rusev Day, and Shane goes, duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> duly noted. This guy's going down, brother. <laughs> oh. 
But once again, I don't understand because yeah. the more money I make, the That's, more money WWE makes. Yes. So I'm busting my ass to get to the top level. And finally, I'm getting close. After and years of being there. Yes, and they're shoving me down, and I don't understand why. Yeah. Like, what am I here fighting for? Like in NXT, you fight to get to the main roster because you're going to make more money. You're going to have better life for yourself. Yeah. So you fight every day with yourself, with nobody else. And WWE, you can fight with yourself all you want. And I did everything. Like, I started getting into acting classes. I went to, uh, I started working on my body. I started doing all the extra stuff because I said, I'm not going to have nothing that I can say, well, this guy is not going to this. This guy is not going to this. Yeah. I said, I'll be covered 100%. Yep. And still, like, and then. I was just defeated, man. I was like, then what am I doing here? And we gave it a one go, then the second go. And when the Vince the second time said, we're fucking with you, I'm like, this is, I sat down and said, Vince, we have sold out all of our merchandise. We beat Roman, we beat AJ, we beat everybody. He's like, what do you mean? Like the, sh the shirt is sold out, the merch is sold out. He's like, well, maybe they didn't make, they didn't make enough. I'm like, they didn't make enough shirts. That's why my shirt is sold out. Not because we're doing good. Really? Yeah. You're going to give me with that excuse? Yeah. Like, come on, man. And then he didn't know what to do. Good guy, bad guy. They couldn't make up their minds. No. And it was all. It's. It was, um, so also, it, I, think it, I, got a lot of, I think I got a lot of trouble for the dark match, too. What happened to the dark match? Uh, I got super kicked by a ref. That's right. I, I forgot about this. See, and I remember seeing that and realizing it was like, you're just having fun. And the. But they'll look for anything if they, they want, because if that's another person doing it and they're not, and then even if JR has talked about this on his podcast and he had a discussion about me with someone else, but he goes like, even if you're right, you're really not right there. You can't, you can't, there's no winning, but that's one of the, because it's not your company and they're going to do oh. what they want to do. And, and that's just the way that it is. But I am curious like on you, because for me, and I love, wrestling and being there but towards the end of the injuries and I, I knew I had to get out but mentally it was just there's nothing more frustrating I think than like giving yourself to a organization and a company and we see this with people and I know you're the same way as, as giving them everything that you have and then in not being reciprocated on on all ends it's a really it's a tough thing that wrestling fans and a lot of them do understand it on that, but there's a lot of them that don't and don't understand. They think the wrestlers fail or the wrestlers, it's not the case. It's if you're not the ones they want to use at that, it's just, it's, they'll tell you what I was going to tell you. I was just hurt at the end. I was really yeah. hurt. I was really like personally hurt because same. we've been, you know, all the sleepless nights, all the two hour travels, yep. all the three hour sleeps, the international flights in the back, me and you to India. Remember me yeah. and you to Flew 14 hours to India in the back of the literally. We the were back literally the, the back of the plane. Yeah. We never, we, we always took it as, as champs, right? We yeah. did everything. And after I had my shoulder surgery, you know, I heard about, you know, Hunter, he's got all his boys and they're texting every day and they're best friends. And after my shoulder surgery, after I give up my life for this freaking company, like not even one person reached out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not, not Vince. Not Hunter, yep. not Carano. Nobody was nobody was man enough to be like, hey, bud, are you okay? Do you need anything? I know you're in the hospital. You're by yourself because your wife is a freaking work. Yeah. I'm there laying by myself in the hospital and nobody cares, man. No. It's nobody. And and then at the same time, like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. why am I giving 
everything I have. And I understand it's my dream, but gosh darn, man. Thank God I did good enough with my investments. I don't need to work there at all. My wife is happy. Good for her. I am done. I am done. Are you done? Wait, so when you said that the other day, when you said you were done with wrestling, are you done with wrestling or are you just taking a break right now? I'm just hurt, man. I'm no, just I know, hurt. I know. That's, I think you got it. And everyone, like when I, and because I, I was hurt when I left and, and physically too, that was my main thing. But like mentally was just destroyed on a lot of things. I think for guys, like, and I see you enjoying life right now. I think you need to just enjoy life for a while. Yeah. And I, I'm going to tell you, I think when the world resumes back to normal, I think you're going to, I think you're going to be hungry to get back. And I look, see, here's the other thing with wrestling, Miro. Vince has hoard out everybody in that five days a week and made everyone think that's what wrestling is supposed to be. It's not. And I look at like what AEW is doing and they do one day a week and the guys there and granted they're a new company and nothing's perfect. Right. But I think, and in my opinion, and I truly hope this, I hope you go to AEW. I, I <laughs> want to go to AEW eventually when, when I have to this, these next stem cells, cause not, not saying right away, but I look at it as the future of making wrestling better for the for now and for the future and, and not to say they're going to do everything right but i think and from what i know and the people i've talked to there it's night and day from people that have been in wwe and are over there in the atmosphere and how they actually treat people and i think that's the one thing with wwe we look all look up to vince and hunter because we grew up watching them fuck hunter was my favorite wrestler as a kid but yeah. it's the reason why i started working out the way i did there was nothing more um that that hurt me worse than him lying to my face on things and, and like me going, my childhood was a fraud of this guy yeah. that I looked up to. That That's not yeah. an easy pill to swallow. So yeah. I think it's just a matter of give yourself time. I, I think you're, cause I, I truly believe you're so young still. You have, you're going to, I honestly believe you're going to be a, a, a main event guy for the rest of your career. When you go back, wherever you go. <laughs> you're too nice. No, guy. I think too nice. I've worked with you in enough places me and you on live events, and is you as a heel and me as a baby, we weren't supposed to be the best match on the card in the main event, outdoing the main event of fucking KO and Ambrose every night. I remember. Well, that's because you wanted to do a million things. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that too. <laughs> that was just me following you. That's all. <laughs> just like your dive. Oh, I want to do this corkscrew dive. I did it back oh, in God. OVW. All right, big guy, whatever you want. Are you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're going asking Brody how to do it, like in between sets. Come on, man. Corkscrew plunge. Did, well, hold on. Did I not hit it? And did, were you not okay? And what, what, what did they say to you after? They <laughs> yelled at me and said, I am never to ever fucking do that ever again. <laughs> Headset off, fire in his eyes. And I go, I go but I go, did you hear the people? <laughs> <laughs> you were my you and Seth were always my two favorite people to work and I tell people but you were but the reason why is because you were so open to doing whatever you you would let me have like to do whatever I was like yeah I love this like we would go out and have man fantastic matches I thought crowd and I go by the crowd that's all I cared about and it's I was I was so blessed to this Same. day, like, I pray and I'm so thankful that I got to work with John Same. Cena, who taught me every single thing and talking about the crowd and timing. 
and it's just like unbelievable experience, man. And and you can tell like people who work with him, their timing versus the people who never work with him. Yep. And and it's just such a different thing. I'm just so blessed working with him. And even to this day, I always every day of my life I will give thanks to John Cena for teaching me how to wrestle. You know, because what? I yeah. like I, I I did train in Knox Pro, right? Uh, Rikishi, Gangrel, and Black Pearl, great trainers. Then we go to uh, the PC and NXT and all that, which is again great trainers, but it's not like it's not like you're training in battle. It's still practice. Yeah. But when you go out there and John says, "I'll see you in the ring." What's your favorite? What's your four moves? Yeah. Okay, I'll see you in the ring. And then you go out there and you put a thirty minute match in front of ten thousand people with nothing going on. Then you learn because yeah. all you got to do is just listen to the people and listen to John and understand why is he saying these things and then go and revisit with him after so he can explain to you. And that's how simple it is. Yeah. But then I'll see people backstage going, John, can you watch my match? I really want to do something interesting. And John, John, of course, of course, he's there yeah. every match anyways in the front monitor watches. <laughs> and then they go back. What do you think? He'll tell them. Wouldn't you try this? And the next day, they won't try anything. <laughs> you know that you bring up a good thing because I talked about John, and I've always said, and I put John over professionally all day long. I learned the same uh, of being in the ring with him and listening to the crowd because he forces you, and that's how he learned through whoever of and of getting the most out of what you do and getting the people to act and react and to digest things, and that you don't have to do a million things to get the loudest reaction. And it's true, Only you can only get that from working with John. Did you have a good relationship with him? Because I did at one point. And then once things with me and him got competitive, I feel like, from a, a financial standpoint of it, it changed. And I've talked about it, and it is what it is. And I, I don't hold anything. It's business. But, like, did you guys, did you have a good relationship with him uh, awesome. just off the book, like, uh, in the back? Because Great relationship. Yeah. I never had a bad experience with John. Uh, John taught me about cars as well because I love cars yeah. and he he taught me about cars and and I got a Maserati because he recommended it was a fantastic car. I've been to his house to dinner even I think it was like a christening before we started working a program. <laughs> he invited me to his house to kind of see who I am and we hung out and it was fun, man. Every time I hung out with John, he's an amazing dude and he works out really hard and he's always open for advice. He will never shove you on the side. He will never do any of that. He texted me the other day that it looked great and about, because I talked, we still text to this day. So John, I think we have a great relationship and I always wanted him kind of to be my mentor. I always talk to him because who else knows better, you know, yeah, no. than John Cena, the guy who's probably the greatest superstar of all time after Hulk Hogan. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, there's the dirt sheet headline. Rusev says Cena can't hold a candle to Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I can already see it. I already called him out. Ryback yeah. shoots on Cena again. Uh, I called him out. The ringside news or whatever it was. Like, I'm on my Twitch, right? Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm telling my stories. And every time I tell stories, it's not like from me inside. I'm just telling my experience. And then... As I'm still on Twitch, doing my Twitch, Miro Twitch, by the way, Miro TWCH, quick plug, quick plug. <laughs> well, we get them all in at the end. I was gonna, I'm, we're gonna go through all the whole list on this. So as I'm still doing that, somebody says, "Oh, you gotta check the dirt sheets." I'm like, "No way." This was 20 minutes ago, and they go in and they completely changed my words. Yeah. They said that I said the TNA is the greatest, that I retired completely. It's like, what? Are you, when did you hear me say it, all these things? They're leaving all the words in between. I said, the other day I watched TNA. 
uh, because of the guys, you know, who got fired. They're the greatest guys. I love these guys. They're the best. But they left all that part. They said, Miro watched TNA because they're the best. Yeah. What? Like, F you, bro. F you. And that's why, that's why I told him. That's why the boys hate the dirt sheets. Yeah. It's because they report bullshit. Yep. Like when they reported that I yelled at Lana at the airport and that's why Vince is not pushing me. Like, what are you talking about, yeah. man? I don't give a shit about your wrestling. This is my wife. I would not yell at my wife, especially at the airport or anywhere else. So take your bullshit lie somewhere else and just leave us alone. If you don't want to report the truth, don't report anything at all, man. Because yeah. you're just getting a bad vibe from everybody, and then everybody's going to bury you. No, to me, it's one of the it's one of the worst parts about. And it, this happens in not just pro wrestling; it goes on in, in with just social media and everything. Um, but it, it's unfortunate because, too, a lot of people in wrestling read those things. And I feel like the more your name comes up, if it's in a negative con- uh, in a, with a negative context or they write a headline to try to get a negative reaction out of people on things that people then start forming opinions about you without actually really knowing anything about you. And it's it's one of the and I knew early on when I saw it, I go, this is the way it's going to be. You just got to ride it out. And but it's when it affects your real life is when it's. It crosses the line and um, it does. It does affect because oh, you know, my wife has so many, like so many bad name calling her because oh, yeah. of the whole Bobby story. And this is a storyline, first and foremost. Like, this is not real. Second of all, they're always like, Whoa, how do you take it? She's kissing him. Like, why don't you ask her? I'm not the one kissing. Why don't you ask him? He's got a wife and kids. Would you, if they've said, Rusev, we want you kissing Bobby, would you would would you, would you have gone that route? It depends if it was before or after if, Lana. If this is if you you hadn't signed the contract yet, and Vince is really Vince decides to throw a huge curveball at this. Rusev, we want you kissing Bobby. We're gonna go a whole major swerve with this. Hey, if there was a, if there it makes sense, probably I would have done it. <laughs> hey, it's your company, man. And if you wanna if you wanna do that, I'm that's the thing. I will commit one thousand percent to yeah. it. No, you're a team player all the way. No, that's what you. And that's do. when you call me stupid. Remember. See, no, I actually was <laughs> I felt bad. I apologized to you publicly on the thing on on multiple different things I did because I actually I was speaking from knowing what just what I know and how they operate that how this was going to affect real life is I could just see it like but it doesn't you're not stupid. I know you're just doing the best of your ability and you'll go along with anything and that's cuz you you're a, a team player and you just you take on embrace the role. And it was, and I, I said, I apologize. I was very sorry for that. Cause I was just speaking as if I, I was, I care about it. I was like, man, I feel that fucking stupid, but you're not, I mean, yeah. But it doesn't matter. Once again, I think people buried that story, but it was the highest rated story of the whole year. Yeah. The highest rated segment of the whole year. Um, we killed every single appearance. Live events were out of their minds every time really? I showed up. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? I was doing the run-ins. People were losing their shit. Like, and that's why I never understood people. Hold on. My dogs are out. Give me a second. Sorry. No, that's why I never understand where people were burying it. I understand you don't like it, but it's the highest rated thing. Yeah. And the live events, they could care less about what's going on, anything else. But, you know, Bobby comes, they do their promo. I run in, the people lose their shit. 
Like, I thought this was wrestling. <laughs> you know what? I think that's a huge problem in wrestling right now is people are listening to the vocal minority on social media that complain about everything rather than what the numbers are really saying in the world. And uh, I think that's honestly part of a, a, a bigger problem in wrestling. Why, is, why wouldn't you like it? Why? Like, what is the reason that people don't like it? Like, what do they want to see me doing flips against Bobby for no reason? Because this is what wrestling is. Do we have an issue? They resolve it in the ring. That's what wrestling is about. Yeah. You know, it's it, that's why I don't understand when you when you remember Macho and Miss Elizabeth and all these story old school time. angles. It's a sto storytelling. And, and it took time. It takes time to develop. It's not like week to week. Let's do five moonsaults off the top. And yay, we're greatest professional wrestlers. That's not professional wrestling. No. That's maneuvers that I can teach monkey how to do. Yeah. But the storytelling, the emotion, it's what sells the tickets. Believability. But, you got to look like, too. It, it, uh, the illusion of a pro of a real fight. I think the closest you can keep that to that. And again, it's pro wrestling. You're always gonna. It's always gonna have pro wrestling. But right. I think you're old school in that regard as well as I. And everyone I've talked to, and I've had with Stone Cold and a lot of the guys, man, I could just tell. I relate in Kevin Nash. I wish I was in that era because, like, I click with those guys psychology-wise. I feel like from what I – the wrestling that I like, that a lot of people like, and it's just – it's a different thing. And I think, too, though, there's a lot of young people that, that comes with time, too. You want to get you get in the business and you think it's just move, 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 move. But yeah. it's really – it's it, how can you get people to react and get them invested in what you're doing uh, over yeah. a period of time? And it's okay to let them go down to get them yeah. back up and but yeah yeah but you got to be in there you know in the fire and experience it to know yeah you do well now people just buy oh if i don't do a 720 like oh my gosh people oh they're not doing anything stay here i'm gonna get a jackknife yeah. what i'm gonna get a I'm, a I'm gonna get a gun like what are you doing bro just yeah calm down <laughs> settle down did you uh, now yeah go ahead sorry no, it's, I didn't mean. Did you get to wrestle at all with no people either? No, I was no, no. You got no. out. It was that was right before. I right? did that in FCW. <laughs> <laughs> Same, but <laughs> I did that in FCW, and it's the worst. It's it's the worst. Did you ever have to do any practice matches on W? There's nothing. Here's my the worst for me was doing practice matches while you get called up to WWE TV before you're up there. Uh, I was already up there once though, and already going. By the way, Big E with Arn out there, they wanted Big E to do a match on the fly before he came up. I had to do a, a match. And this was what I was going. And I just said, fuck it. And me and Big E did a match on the fly in there for like eight minutes or something. Right. But it's pressure-wise. Did you ever have to do anything like that or no? No, no. So I did uh, Extra 2010 before I got signed at SummerSlam. I was an extra. I got squashed in the corner by Husky Harris about six times, little tumbleweed that him and Taker were practicing. So I was the biggest guy. So guess what? <laughs> I'm in the corner. <laughs> uh, but I got signed at that. And we did our tryout was not even then. It was in the morning of the show. You know how usually is what doors before doors open, they have the matches. Yeah. But this time we had the tryout 10 a.m. before anybody showed up there. So there was no pressure. It was just I think Johnny Ace, Jamie Novo, TJ, and a couple more producers. That's what our tryout was. So I never had to do a match in front of everybody because that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> that is just me. Because so, nobody cares. Yeah, no, I know. It's 
it's it's tough. Everything. I'm hoping that they, that they get fans back for it eventually. But the guys that are doing the girls doing it, I can't imagine how. Uh, at least they got some people kind of there in the crowd a little bit now. But yeah, the early on it was like, oh, this is. It reminded me of developmental or like, over when I was in OVW, we would do shows and there'd be like four or five people at some of these little towns, like for our for our live events. And I was like, oh man, this reminds me of Bed- Bedford, Kentucky, back in <laughs> back in '07. But I think it changed a lot because before, even before the live events, we will always go early to train in the ring with Goldust or with Fit or with anybody because my wife always wanted to learn. And I'm always, I always want to know more and, and do better, right? So we would show up early for years. We'll do that. But now after we stopped, I think nobody even shows up to the ring anymore. Naomi always showed up with the Usos. They always trying different always things. Out, yeah. but, Usos were out there. But a lot of people don't even care anymore, man. They just... Not like there's live events anyways, but even before there was just like, ah, you know know? what though? So here's my take on it from being up there. It's not that I don't think they don't care. I think it's the people get so burnt out of from that five day schedule up there. I really think, and then you start valuing your time away from that place. I really, cause that, that happened to me and, but I would still, but I find I want to stay away as much as possible because I think what we were talking about, that mentally thing that you realize no matter what you do, it really isn't. You can become the best worker. You can have the best storyline or it, yeah. it, it, it's, uh, it can become defeating. And yeah. I don't yeah, know. It's how do you get ahead? Yeah. How do you get ahead when you've done everything right, but you're still pushed down? Like, what is your motivation from day to day? The paycheck? Because nowadays, we can get good paychecks pretty much anywhere. Yeah. And I love WWE's paydays. Great. You know, especially compare that to when you were first starting or yeah. even like five to 10 years before that, these guys were making zero money, like zero money for yeah. 300 days on the road. When you told and, me what the money had kind of off the, the record before, like to what it is now, what, when I even left, I'm like, holy fuck. Like it's night, yeah. it's night and day. Yeah, it, it, the money is night and day. But once again, these people make so much money that they can quadruple everybody's money and oh, still be okay. Easily. Yeah. But, just, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. It's yep. them. They want to pay whatever they want to pay, which is great, man. They're a company. They have to show profit. Yep. But at the same time, it's just, come on, man. Like, why? I, I, I want to make more money for you so I can make yeah. more money for me. Like, don't stop me doing that. No. It's you know, just not smart business. Why would you invest in a stock and right before it blows up or it's blowing up, you're like, I'll sell that stock. In what business world that makes sense? People don't understand it. And two, the other thing you're dealing with human lives that are sacrificing everything and their health. You know, that's like me. And you brought up a good point when you said like nobody called you. That's like my, I needed a five disc fusion and shoulder replacement. I never, I've done everything on my own and it's, it's fine. I left, I walked away, but like, there's no loyalty. No one's like, Hey, we, you know, hope you're okay. It doesn't, and you were there when it happened. There's no feeling worse than that when you see that, but it's what it is. So it's a human life, man. It it always, the worst is like you go out there, you put on a performance, whether it's good or bad, whatever, you're still sacrificing your life to walk out of that, to come back from that curtain and you to be yelled at for a spot that you did wrong or for a punch that you did wrong. It's like, come on, man. But at the same time, when certain people walk, walk through that curtain, Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yep. 
I used to, I, I've been back there when they have celebrities for Raw go out there and it would be, I remember everyone in the back would be laughing. It was horrible. And then Vince and them, they stand up and give them this treatment. I'm like, man. But it's not even celebrities. I'm talking about people working. Who are, yeah, yeah. Wrestling. Yours and my friends, they're in the yeah. back, just like everybody else. They shit the bed. They talk shit about them all the time. They walk back and they give them the clap. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. At what point this, this masquerade just stops? Yeah. When? I, I, there was a thing too with the people I would stay in the stands and they would just sit and talk about people. I just get away from it. I'm not, it, that's just the wrestling business. And it, I've seen that since I was in developmental, but it's, uh, it is. What it ne- is. I've never been upset about, oh, you could have been there. I should have been. I don't care about this because yeah. what happened did happen. It is what it is. It it's is. God's way of me guiding me in a different decision, Correct. in a different path, which is great. But, it's so stressful, man, when you put everything out there. When I you know. pour your heart and soul and everything, you're it's just so discouraging. No, I know. And I understand there's <laughs> 300 people on the roster, but only 10 of them on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot, but I wish him nothing but success, especially the CJ. Yeah. You know, she's got this whole thing with Natty, and her and Natty are the best friends ever. So hopefully that'll work out. So talk to me about your physique here because you you've you've posted this as you knew I was going to get into this. I was uh, hoping. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Should have started off the show hot with it. The yeah. uh I always I, I laughed when uh because when you first came up there and you had the long hair, I, I always like told Bray Wyatt, I always liked my Bray Wyatt husky, like bigger. I didn't want Bray like losing a bunch of weight. Like I want Bray dangerous at all times. And I always liked the the Rusev physique when you first got up. You were danger, very dangerous looking, but yeah. you were your body fat was higher. And now that recent photo where you and Roman Reigns are going head to head in the side chest pose, you you all of a sudden have this massive bicep vein. You got the huge Steiner yeah. peak. You got the hair yeah. bleach yeah. lightened up. Big Daddy, Big Daddy, yeah. uh, Big Daddy Miro, Big Papa Miro. That's now right. it's what's going um, on. What has changed? Well, being at home. Number one, uh, having a home gym. Number two, having a nutritionist. Most important thing ever. Most important thing. I didn't know you had a nutritionist. Who's, who's I do. Who's uh, Jerry Ward, okay. the same guy that does Seamus, and you know Jerry is a fantastic guy. And it's such a simple things once again. But so I've been working out. I went to the gym for the first time when I was fourteen, probably. But I never knew anything about nutrition. So I've been working out all my life. And I think it was about <clears throat> maybe five or four years ago, whatever it was. I just saw myself, I think it was after, it was a little bit before League of Nations. What I, I think I injured my ankle right after. Like that I was in a match with me, by the way. It was, yes. <laughs> On a miscommunication. Yes. Um, I got fat. I, I saw pictures. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Like I came in and it's always a transition period when you first get on the road. Because you're so used to being in NXT and training all day and lifting then. And then just the schedule is so different because you burn a lot more calories and you eat the food according to that. Which, again, I never counted. Once I get on the, on the main roster, now you're doing just the one workout and a 10-minute match a day. That's it. And everything else is just sitting in a car driving for hours and hours. So the, the, the calorie intake, it needs to go down. But I keep eating like I'm used to. So my body fat keep getting bigger and bigger. I was still working out, so it wasn't like I was too big. I was still having shoulders and everything, but I was like, you know what? It's time. So I started watching my diet. Uh, and the first time I actually 
kind of showed up for was for WrestleMania 32, I think. I was kind of getting better. And then finally, I think, well, no, I went through another period, through a keto diet period. I remember that which, when you were telling me your calories were super low during that. Yeah, I remember yeah. being in like thinking like, whoa, that's too low. But I, again, you don't know because I, I don't know what your diet is, but like, you were trying a lot of different things, I remember. I was. I was trying. Then I tried keto, which worked out for, for a long time for a great. And then I tried uh, intermittent fasting keto combined with 18 to 2,000 calories. And that just killed me. Just one day, it just killed me. I had a match, and I could barely like, go through the match. And I was like, oh, boy, I can't do that anymore. Like, I, <laughs> I got to change the diet. So finally, I talked to Jerry Ward. Uh, and he was like, all right, let's do this. Let's get carbs. And I'm like, whoa, no, no, no. Before that, hold on. I'm missing a piece of the story. Before I go there, I was in Nashville working out and I have a couple of buddies, you know, in the gym. And I told them my complaint and they were bodybuilders. They were like, you know what? Just for this week, eat four cups of rice a day with chicken and wow. see what happens. I'm like, no way. That's carbs, bro. I can't, I can't touch carbs. Yeah. No way. You get scared of them. Yes, you do. Because for years, you've been told that carbs are bad, carbs are bad, carbs are bad. And you're like, oh, I guess they really are bad. Even though my whole entire life growing up in Bulgaria, you eat nothing but carbs because yeah. you don't have money for meat. You don't have money for like that kind of stuff. And I did that. And after three days, I was like, what? Especially after being on a keto for so long, three days of eating rice, I was like, what is going on? All these pump and all this strength all of a sudden came. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And that's why I got in contact with Jerry Ward. He put me on a carb cycling. I think we did like 150, 150. Then we dropped it to 50, 100. Then with Sunday, we boost out to 300. So it's kind of a, like a rotation. It worked to perfection right away. Like I saw my physique changing. I saw I'm getting fuller because your glycogen, you know, refills in your muscles. And I just looked better. And from then on, I knew that carbs are so essential, but you got to pick and choose what kind of carbs do you eat. Yeah. The other thing I did was I got a, a app, you know, the app that you track your calories. I think also that's a key because even if you don't have a perfect day, you can see what you've intake and you'll be like, all right, I can, I can catch up with this or I need to lay off of that. So it's very easy to keep yourself accountable. And it's all up to you. You have all the tools. Now it's up to you. And once it was up to me, I freaking killed it. <laughs> no, you you look fantastic. It, it's truly, a, I mean, the transformation is not easy. But the carbs, you know, Stan Efforting, this guy I've had on, he's a big, was one of the world's strongest bodybuilders, actually. But he does a, this vertical diet because I've tried everything as well when I left. I started really experimenting. And now I do vegetarian six days a week. And well, nice. and it, it's, I love it health wise, feel great. But, um, he was the one that really kind of opened my eyes up to carbs again. And I was doing the fasting and doing, I did keto for like almost off and on for close to like two years, a year and a half. And mm -hmm. like, I felt like my weight went down, my muscle mass went down and my body fat went up just a little for me mm -hmm. compared. And I was like, the moment I finally got adjusted to carbs, he just explained it. He goes, they're like the. They're the fuel for the furnace. They actually rev up your metabolism when right. you use them appropriately. And yeah. like these bodybuilders that diet down, what a lot of these guys are using drugs too. Yes, but right. like they they don't go they don't go no carbs for like a long period of time. It's a, it's a gradual thing. And this wrestling, yeah. you got to have. We kind of always got to perform, and you can't right. go too low for too long because your metabolism. 
And that's what Jerry said. Jerry said each time you step on a treadmill or you put something in your mouth or you work out, that's when your metabolism speeds up. So that's why if you wake up, if you do a cardio in the morning, your uh, metabolism speeds up. Then you eat, speeds up. Three hours or four hours eat, speeds up. Workout speeds up. And that's why those things are so broken down of just keeping your metabolism going and going and going. Because the more it goes, the more it burns. Yep. What about, Uh, do you have a, are you working with anyone on from a workout standpoint? With your training? No, uh, Jerry, again, Jerry does my diet. And now I'm so over my home gym. Uh, it's not even a home gym. It's just a garage with yeah. like a very few things. And I'm so over it. And it's very hard to find a motivation, honestly, like every day to go and show up there and just exercise. But you got to do what you got to do. But once again, he do- he did a very simple diet, a very simple workout. But I think it's like four or five times a week when you just pretty much do like Monday Two sets of chest, three sets of back, one bicep, one tricep, you call it a yeah. day, that type of deal. But all of it, it's like Dorian Yates style. Like you go until you bust ass type of deal. Yeah. Like every set, every set is the last set uh, type of deal. And I think that works a lot. And now I just, I just fell in love with the gym, man. I just fell in love with the gym. I just love being there, you know. I can't, I can't even explain it. I think, I think it's just, it's my meditation for sure. And it's not like I go out there. I'm not the guy. I'm not that guy. I just. That's amazing. Thanks. Put on some more weight. You literally just did ride back to a per- to perfection. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm not right back. Oh. I am. I'm just. I'm just me. My head low. My my just. You know when you're in the zone? Yeah. When you so don't give a fuck of what's going on around you, just you and it's like dark and it's just you enjoying the lift. And I think that once people get to enjoy that, then it just becomes so easy. Because you don't care. You just I can be there for two hours and I don't care. I can work out with tents, but as long as I'm there, I have my mindset straight and I'm just doing my best. I that's my favorite thing to do. I, it's the same, like my day, like everything I get with the business, I get stressed. If I, once I get my workout in though, my day is much smoother, no matter how many problems arise in business, because it's just mentally, it's my peace. And that's been that way since I was a kid. You said the, the home, the garage gym, because you have, you're in LA and Nashville, right? Right, right, right. Is, do you have a home gym in each or, or is that in Nashville? No, this is LA. Uh, CJ is trying to build a gym in Nashville, but I always didn't want to do it because Seamus lives literally six houses down and he's got a great gym. He's got a great gym, but during the whole COVID thing, you know, uh, everything shut down. So we couldn't use his gym. So now she wants to build one, which I understand they're expensive, but it is what it is. But I don't like home gyms, man. I like going to the gym. Yeah, that it's tough. I, and I have the one here. You said that and like there's days. And I would, when they would, during COVID, everything's open gym wise here now, but like I, I've been going to the gym mostly and I'll still work out once or twice a week here, but it's just good to get that energy. I need the energy kind of sometimes to, yeah. to going there. It's not the same when you're, and I have my times when I do love it, but every day. Eh. So that yeah. is that what you were talking about when you said like the motivation to just train in the garage? It's not the same, right? It's not the same. Cause you're always thinking about, you know, you're at home. I know I'm not at the gym. Yeah. I love I love getting in my car, getting my shape, driving there. Stop! I love the whole thing, man. Sipping on We're your here. bang. Yeah, sipping always on my bang. 
you're not gonna pay me for this, so it doesn't matter. Sleep it on my bang. But it's just there's just something to it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like people when they go to libraries and they love just reading books because it's my peace in a quiet time. I don't have to worry about the dogs. I don't have to worry about anything. Like I'm probably gonna stop taking calls or text messages in the gym as well. I'm I'm at that point. Yeah, yeah, That's same. how much I love it. It's I think it's too. It's a mental thing of preparing, going. You get a routine. You're in the car. You're kind of. It's a process, and I like mm-hmm. I always look forward. I'll I'll sometimes drive to a gym further away, so it's a longer drive for me yeah. to go to a new location and just to. Yeah. It's I'll listen to music kind of on the way there. It's I don't know. I'm, I I get you on that. I feel you. It's so. true, and it's fresh when it changed gym. So I from here everything shut down in LA. So I was like, F that. I'm going to Nashville because the gyms are open. Yeah. I get to Nashville, go to the gym, loved it. Uh, I had to come back for some reason because the gyms are open. I'm like, oh, gyms open in LA? There's a plane. <laughs> Straight here, boom, they shut the gyms back down. Ugh. Oh, man. And now, again, I'm in the garage. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible thing. But it is. I'm going to Bulgaria on Wednesday. Gyms are open there, so I should be fine. Should be all right. We need to get because Stu. Have you seen Stu Bennett out there? And he's out there in uh, L.A. as well, Hollywood. I think is he? Yeah, he lives out there now. I thought he was in New York. No, he he's been in L.A. for like a year or two years now. Why wouldn't he say so? We texted the other day. Come on. I don't think he probably see. This is part of the problem too with wrestling. Like once we, and I found this like when you leave WWE, and I still like I'll I'll text Stu, but we all kind of everyone gets busy in their own lives and like. Wow. You sometimes can lose touch, but I feel like anytime you retouch when you reach out with someone, it's always, I feel like it's exactly the same with whoever it is, but that's one of the things I miss most about wrestling WWE is the guys who actually do enjoy being around. It's like a family because you get to see each other yeah. pretty regularly. And when you got everyone kind of- More just, than your family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It, to me, that was one of the hardest things leaving and going through and because I've been there since I was 22, essentially. It's like it's like getting out of Shawshank and like looking at the light and like the people that you're around in, inside there. It's not it's a different thing, but and it's also very weird because you leave these people that you spend five days a week, yeah, and now you, they're not hanging out. They're not with you anymore, and you know nobody else. Yep, because your, your other relationships time, are gone. Yeah, you have no other relationships. Just your buddies at yeah. work, and it's hard. It's easy. To just like, as you're saying, just get carried away and they do their thing. You do your thing. But it's good, man, because you have your friends that you text. I have quite a few friends. I don't care what company they work for because they're my friends. And that's why I think it was the other day on Twitter where I say something about Big E or whatever. And they're like, what do you care? I'm like, because they're my freaking friends. What do you mean? Like me and Big E, I know him since 2011. You think all of a sudden I'm just going to say I don't care about that guy because I don't work there? Like how would that make any sense? Big E was the reason when I saw your guys' friendship, that's how I knew. Cause I go, Oh, those two big guys are friends. I think me and him could be friends too. <laughs> <laughs> I, you think I'm kidding. I'm not. It's, that's how my wow. brain works. I go, well, me and Big E get along really well. I like Big E. Yeah. Big E's a good trusting guy. He's a nice guy. Him and Rusev are friends. Oh, maybe yeah. I need to talk to Rusev more. <laughs> or, or Miro, either way. Miro, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the the ruse. Big E is amazing, man. I love Big E. Me and him. I remember in FCW, we used to go to his dad church oh, yeah. uh, on Sunday. Yeah, me and him were really close, and we still are. I love him, man. He's one of the nicest people. Great and working dude. with him, great human, yep. just all around, like, stand-up guy. Still to this day, never spent a single dollar on overseas tour. 
which is admirable by itself. I didn't know that. Oh, you don't know? No. It's the world's, I don't know, maybe he'll be mad at me for saying that. Maybe he will. Why would he be mad at me? Biggie has a policy of never spending money on the overseas tour. How? How does he do that? He just doesn't. He eats breakfast, you know, with the pay, uh, with the hotel. Yep. Then the breakfast gets mu- gets food for lunch because you know ah. in the WWE they don't provide lunch nope. at international tours. You, all you. Yeah. Okay. I just want everybody to let that sink in. Good point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would always buy my. That was an expensive part of those overseas tours. Yeah. Seventy five dollar lunch. So that's what Biggie does. From there on, he's stacked on on like protein bars and shakes. So if he gets hungry, uh, then we have the early dinner or before show, he gets food and then one more food. He never spends money on international. He ever. has to be loaded now with just the amount of tours that he's saved. He's smart. He's smart. Yeah, he is. And I'm not worried about him. No. It, he, I went to his house once. As soon as I, even before I walked in, he goes, so when are you leaving? <laughs> like leaving <laughs> WWE? No, no, no. When am I leaving his house before I got there? Oh, <laughs> like he invites me. So we went to work out at Rob and I think I was living in Orlando or something. He's like, hey, why don't you, you know, come hang out or something. He invited me to his house. Yeah. I'm like, sure. He will go get some food, get some sushi, whatever. So we pull up in front of his house. He opens the garage door, not the front door, because I don't know why I can't go into the front door. He opens the garage right before walking. He's like, uh, so when you, how long you stay? I'm like, excuse me? I haven't even walked into your house. And then he's like, oh, no, it's because the food. I got to know if I should order. I'm like, e, don't give me that shit. It was just, it was, I mean, it was very funny. To this day, I always tease him about that story. And I almost have everybody convinced in the WWE that he actually meant to kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, no, he, he's, I'm looking forward. I hope he has, uh, I think they're going to do something with him as a singles guy here. And uh, I, I hope he, he has a lot of success. He deserves he it. He's already had he so has, much success. He has everything. He yeah. has everything. And he's, I don't know if people know how freaking strong he is. I know. He's, you, you see Biggie is a big boy, but he is a world-class yes. strength. He's a world champion in, or something like that. Insane. Drug-free, too. Drug-free. Which is, to me, that's the biggest. I was there every morning. We used to drive to Rob. He would eat dry chicken, like maybe a week old, dry chicken and water on the way to workout. I'm like, how do you do that? And why do you do that? (laughs) He didn't care, man, whatever he had to do. And he did it. He was 800-pound No. Deadlift. deadlift. He did an 800-something-pound deadlift, I think. 750 squad and 575 bench press. Come on. Yeah, that is ridiculous. It's so good. And I remember him down there. I think he did the deadlift after he blew out his back. And then he was like, they thought he was going to like, he blew out a disc in his back or did something or herniated it. This was an FCW because I was doing my ankle rehab down there at the time. And then he was rehabbing. And then like months later, he was like training. And then he broke those records. I go, whoa, like that's. Just he's a freak. Yeah. He's very gifted, but at the same time, the nicest person. There's no, there's no flaw in Biggie. Like oh. he's just a great human being, and I'm really, really happy to call him friend. But all of the new day are like they Kofi, are. fantastic human. Yep. 
Xavier, fantastic human. And when you see how they formed, was out of no, because we were there seeing how the thing formed the new day. You know, the, the three of them had kind of nothing going on. They went to Vince day after day after day after day with ideas. And finally, look at him now, man. They're killing it. The run. And I, yeah. My favorite, oh, my all-time greatest world champion, my favorite is Kofi Kingston by, yeah. by all means. Yep. The man did so much for the title. And nobody saw it because, you know, all oh, Kofi, we used to, we seen Kofi for 15 years. Yeah. The man destroyed everything on the way. He became champion. And what did he do? He goes to freaking Africa. Yep. Get the, the best freaking thing. I, to, I, I'm getting goosebumps. Just I remember seeing the video of it. It was just, I'm just get, this is the best thing anybody can, who cares if, all of these American boys, yeah, who cares? Like, it's become just a title, but now you take this piece of gold thing and you take it to your hometown in Africa yeah, and, you show, yeah. and you show these kids that, hey, kids, you can do the same thing. You yeah. can get out of here and you can achieve your dreams. Tell me who did more powerful statement than that. No, it should have got even more than it did. That is truly just, but that's just the kind of guy that he is. And I think ever my whole time there, never a bad interaction. It, there's so many great human beings that work there uh, from yeah. a talent stand, And that's why the company's always been successful, in my opinion, is I think wrestlers are truly remarkable human beings for the most part, that what they're yeah. capable of doing. So, we, A lot of us have the appreciation because yeah. of the fans. It's all for the fans. We don't care about anything else. Yeah. And you know that. Yeah. We've been sick. You've been there. You've been hurt. You don't care. You, you make it to the show. There's fans there. You're going to make it to the, you're gonna make it to the ring. Yep. It doesn't matter. It's all for them. It's not... It's not when he went to Africa, he said, oh, I'm going to make a million dollars after this. He make nothing. No, Most, he makes zero money. Yeah. He made zero money. But he goes out there to promote, to do all of this, which is unbelievable, man. It's Testament cool. to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to, I know you got to get going, so I don't want to take up too much more time. I do want to ask because you had, you did have COVID, right? I did, yes. Are you, are you completely fine now? How, how, how are you feeling? I, I feel great. I had, uh few bad days uh, as soon as I, I my smell my taste disappeared first so i was taking i don't know if you're familiar with the ghost protein shakes i've heard of that brand yeah so i had i i, I drink it for a couple of days and they're very very sweet like disgusting sweet when yeah. you just have two scoops right so this one night before i go to sleep i do the same thing two scoops i start drinking i'm like wow that doesn't taste bad that doesn't taste sweet at all never thought of anything Woke up the next day, ate, I'm like, damn, that tastes like freaking nothing. It's just the texture. And then I was like, oh, I got it. And then a little bit of a fever, not fever, but like I was just sitting at home and I'll be really hot and then I'll be really, uh, then I'll be really cold. I was like, what is going on? Like I'll be doing the, the AC, like, cause I still, I couldn't like comprehend how can I have COVID, right? Yeah. So I just do it. I was just doing that. I couldn't sleep for like three days. I don't know why. I was just like, but in my mind, I never thought it was like, I never thought it was like, oh man, like life shuts, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I never, I never thought of that. And after a week, my, my taste came back. And I was back to being normal. I never, never had any severe symptoms. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Yeah. But at the same time, when you see CJ's mom, she went to the hospital. Her dad uh, was in bed like all day. It was, it was really, really bad. It affected a lot them of differently, people. right? Yes, completely differently. Yeah. And even affects like you see young people. You see these bodybuilders or different kind of guys who get hit, 
and they just really, really struggle. Like we had this kid in Bulgaria, 34 year old Olympic pro Olympic Olympic competitor for the wrestling team. He passed away from COVID. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really bad, man. This thing, I don't I don't know how it works, but. It's dangerous and people take it so lightly, which I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why people can take such a, even if you don't believe it's true, like what is the big deal about you putting a mask? I don't understand yeah. that. Why do you have to have all these like parades for not wearing a mask? Like all of it. Yeah, it's why? Because the government tells you you got to be a yeah. rebel. We're like why? kids in a way. It's, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to do exactly the opposite of what you're telling me. Yeah. Why, man? So you can go to your home and like take it to your family, to your parents. Don't do that. Don't be that because that's going to stay in your mind all your life. And you don't want to think if something happens to your family, it could have been your fault. Yeah. You don't want to well, be that. If for anything else, just think about that. Yeah. Just think about that. And just think about it a year from now. Would you even remember that you wore a mask for a few months? Yeah. You wouldn't. So just please, please, please wear your masks. No, I think that's great advice. It's not asking regardless of personal beliefs or anything. It's at the end of the day, we don't have to wear them when you're at home. You don't have to wear them when you're yeah. in your personal space. But if you're going to go to a grocery store and you want to go get groceries, where yeah. I order stuff online. I limit the amount of times that I go out uh, and when we go to the gym, I have my mask on. And it, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt anything. Uh, is it annoying in the gym? Yeah. It is. But would you rather not go to the gym? Because yeah. you can do that. You can stay home. Yep. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> no, it's. I think it's important for people to hear that. that there's. I think that's part of the issue with all this of that. There's a lot of people that don't even know they have it and they're completely fine, essentially. So in their head, it's, well, this isn't bad. And then there's people that do get it. And there, there's clearly yeah. a lot of people dying. So, yeah, it, it's not good. Man. I'm happy, this... though, you you were able to recover. And uh, you've always been strong like Bull, the, the Bulgarian uh, brute. So not strong. I go light now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a professional twitcher. I don't need to. I don't need to lift people in Retired pro wrestler, professional video gamer. It's professional Twitcher, professional YouTuber. We hit a hundred thousand subscribers in wow. probably yeah, which is a huge success for me personally. I know for you it's nothing because you have gazillions of them. No, but, no, I'm still I got started early late on this. I wish I would have done this all when I got there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well some people benefited a lot from it, you know, for the YouTube channels. Xavier. But we were not even allowed. CJ had a YouTube channel, they took it down. Oh, did they? I didn't know that. Yeah. We, she did. See, she this is a, craziness. That she had a YouTube channel. She had a little show with her friend that they shot on their old time, and they shut it down. See, people don't realize this, and man. What what a nutty! Now though, the sky's the limit because like I'm on YouTube. I got on it last year. You're on fire on there now. You're to uh, to be Miro on there, right? Yes, to be Miro TV. To be Miro TV, which people get to see the real you, and it's. I think that's the best way to be. So. Right. And a lot of it is like stuff that I do uh, on Twitch, yeah. uh, my stories and stuff video like games. that, video games. And we have some original content like my cream uh, <laughs> 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 and other different videos that we've done. But it, this is just fun projects that we like to, once again, body of work, body of work. Yep. And we're doing all these things. Now we had my phone. And, you know, when you're off the hook, because you have when you're in WWE, you have one connection. That's Mark Carano. Everything goes through him. Yeah. And he says, no, no, yes, no, 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 yes. But now, instead of that call goes to Mark Carano, that call goes to me now. Wow. Right? Yeah. Because now I am that middleman yep. between what I want to do and the talent. Yep. 
So when I say, Amir, I want to do this, of course I want to do that. Why would I say no to myself? Because now I have so many opportunities for different companies, for different abilities to promote myself, to make money uh, from internet and all this kind of stuff. Uh, we have a new shirt came on yesterday. What's the shirt? Uh, it's Mural Twitch. Uh, I have a, well, it's a Twitch special. I don't know if I should reveal the link though. It's a link. I'll send you the okay. link if you want to promote that. Yeah, yeah. I could always too, if after next week when the show's out, if you want me to tag the link into, into everything, I will as well once yeah. it's out. But um, it's so yeah, man, it's just, it, now it's you promoting you. Yeah. Now you reap the fan benefits of promoting you. Now you can work hard and you can reap the benefits yep. of working hard That's instead fun. of, Yes, you being your own boss, and everybody should should try to be their own boss. It's not easy; it requires a lot more work. Yes, it does. But but the benefactory is a lot lot bigger than being an employee. No, I, I'm with you all the way. And uh, everyone I have on Rusev, I would love to talk to you or Miro. Miro's, thank you for I, the whole show is correcting me, Miro. I, I can't get it out. It's it's tough. Wrestlers, once you learn the name of a guy like. I'm skipped to a lot of people still back from my skip Sheffield days. And they'll oh. never like Natty still calls me skip whenever she sees me. And they, I think Fandango and there's a few others. Skippy Trent, <laughs> Trent Beretta calls me Skippy all the time. And like, cause that's how he knew me. But so I heard about the big guy when I was in developmental. So I, Xavier Woods told me, so I knew right back clearly, but I didn't know you call yourself the big guy. Um, and I was in developmental and oh. they used to call me big man. I heard about this. So they used to call me Big Man, which was also weird because I was not the original Big Man. Big Man came out from FCW. Tion, which was, wow, what's his working name? Tion. Anyways, Tion was working with Cassius Ono in a match. They have a spot where Tion, who is 280 pounds, great built, huge ass, a black guy who is strong as freak, right? Yeah. He hits the ropes, give tackle to Cassius Sono. Cassius Sono did not take a bump. He stood his ground. <laughs> and I just watched the match backstage and I'm like, oh, big man. <laughs> <laughs> because I love Cassius Sono. He's a great guy. We talk basketball. But his physique does not match the physique of Tion. <laughs> Right. And I think if the bigger guy gives you a tackle, you should bump. But at this point, I guess Cassius Sono thought he was a big guy. So we're all big men. <laughs> and then everybody starts saying big men, big men, kind of like to joke around uh, Ono because we didn't we didn't let him in the, the story. So we we're kind of calling him big man back. But all of a sudden, people start calling me big man. I'm like, <laughs> not the big man. Cassius Sono is the big man. And everybody's a like, big man. And then Xavier Woods, I was working on he like, hey. You know, right back, he calls himself the big guy. But he said there's no heat, though. <laughs> 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 I'm like, what are you I'm not the big man, Woods. What are you talking about? I think he, I remember him telling me that at the rehab, at Jeremy Maddox's rehab, maybe. There was something. And I remember just thinking, like, I go, that's okay. Like, I'm not a, like, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't care about development these kids. <laughs> it's, it's, you got to pay their dues. But I didn't, it wasn't like presented to me that he was like calling yourself like the big man to like rip it off. I was just like, it's okay. Right, like, I'm not, right, right. But it was, it was a very funny story. And I love Tion. He went and become a cop, I think. Wow. And oh no, I mean, oh no, he's such a great dude, yeah. man. I don't even know what happened with him. Did he get really? I think he got I think released. he did, yeah. I, man, there's, I keep up a little, but not, there's so much going on. So it is, it is a lot. 
Well, I always ask everyone that's on here. I know you got to go pick up CJ here shortly, but I always ask everyone for one piece of advice to leave the listeners, whatever, if you want wrestling advice, life advice, you're a very positive human being, a motivating human being. What would you leave them with? Wow. You could have given a heads up on that. (laughs) Well, what is, what has been the one thing that's helped you the most in your life to get you to the, you've had a very successful career. I think you're always happy. You have your dog's joy and pickles. You're yeah, a big dog yeah. lover. Another reason why I, I, I like you. But I, do. You're, I feel like you have embraced happiness, which is the one thing that eludes so many people. Yeah. People, people like CJ, I remember she got so much heat when she first came to NXT because she was happy. You know, yes. like people see happy person smiling. They think that's fake. What's wrong with like the, the, the wrestling business is so tainted that you think you can't be happy anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, how do you do it so what's the key to happiness <laughs> well you just got it is you got to love your life man i love who i am i love what i achieved i have no regrets i know at the end of the day i get i gave everything everything that i was given to me i took it and i did 110 percent of my abilities maybe not always was good but at least i gave everything on that and it as as far as an advice it's never too late, man. It's never too late. I came to this country when I was 20 years old. Started wrestling at 24, which I thought it was late. I thought 24. I mean, how can you start wrestling at 24? But you're still so young in 24, man. And I started, and once I started, I gave 1 million percent. I was working three jobs at the same time. I had an offer to be a truck driver, which I was going to make $80,000 a year. I said no, because once I do that, I knew that I couldn't wrestle, I couldn't work out. None of the things that I wanted to do in the long-term goal, I could achieve with having that job. So have a goal. Always, always, always have a goal. Follow that goal at any cost. It does not matter. You have to follow it. And you have to have that feeling inside you that this is the right thing. I had no doubt. Uh, I was going to get fired by WWE. I knew exactly what my last day was. I knew exactly when I was buying the house in LA that this is the house that I wanted to buy. Every single, it's just, you just got to know it, man. And you got to go in full force and don't take no for an answer. I know it sounds, I know it sounds like a cliche thing, but if you heard it probably a million times, maybe it's for a good reason. Yes. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah, and it be you, be you, man, be you and do 100%. Don't be a scumbag, don't be a bad guy, be a good guy. Because I know in the movies nowadays, especially the theory, the good, the bad guys always succeed. F that, man. It's a good man world at the end of the day. Love will save the day. No money, none of these other shit. Like, be a good person, take care of your neighbor, love your family, pray to God, things will happen. Absolutely amazing, Rusev. Thank you very much, buddy. Oh, this course, has been, uh, I think people are really going to enjoy listening to this one. And, uh, I told you. I don't do podcasts. I told you. I'm not doing Is this podcasts. the first one you've done? Yeah. I told you. Oh, you're going to have the first crack, and I'm not going to do many podcasts. This will be, oh, Matt, well, thank you. I, I honestly, I greatly appreciate it. I'm going to run ads on it all next month and really promote it. <laughs> take advantage of you being <laughs> uh, you targeted directly at WWE fans. Oh, and, no, but. Are you to uh, to be Miro on Instagram as well, right? Instagram to be Miro, uh, YouTube to Miro, to be Miro TV, Twitch Miro TWCH, my new favorite toy, and that's another blessing, man. One thing goes, another thing comes. Yeah. WWE goes away. 
I always loved video games. What do I do? I switch right away to something that I love doing. And it's such a huge market for it. And and now I love it. I'm sitting at home making money playing video games, entertaining the people with my stories. You know why? And it's just find what you love. Find what you love. Keep moving. Yes. I love it. All right. Well, thank you very much, buddy. And guys, we'll be right back after these messages. They say all men are created equal. Whether we believe that or not, I believe there is a champion inside each and every one of us. Life is energy and food is energy. What we put inside our bodies determines how we feel and act. I have always wanted to be more, and I feel everyone wants to be more than what we are. Supplement companies that use aspartame and sucralose aren't concerned with our health or fitness, but Feed Me More Nutrition believes in selling good for good and creating a relationship that lasts forever using only natural sweetener, stevia, and monk fruit, and more ingredients that work. We give you more because we want you to be more. FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody an easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my fuel meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So fuel meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. Fuelmeals.com. Feed. Me. More. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. Welcome back. Big thank you to Miro, my friend. He's one of the good ones in, in the pro wrestling world. And uh, hopefully uh, we're able to, to get together sometime and see him. I've not seen him uh, in quite a bit. I think the last time I actually physically saw him was I did an independent show in uh, the Nashville area. I think in Nashville, actually, if I'm not mistaken. And I swung by and went into his house. Uh, my flight was the following day after the show. And I don't think I even, this was when my stem cells very really early on into it. And I really early on to feed me more nutrition too, and just being overwhelmed and busy with everything. And, um, but I remember I brought some extra supplements, I think, and went to his house and gave him some. And I uh, got to see him and Lana, CJ, uh, that day before I had to head to the airport and fly out. And that's been years ago now. So I'm... Uh, 
no doubt he's going to just be ultra successful in whatever he does. And he has a fantastic work ethic and uh, anything he does, he just, he, he's such a, just a likable human being. And I really think he's uh, going to have some amazing opportunities uh, as things unfold here. Moving on, the review of the week this week, guys. Remember your iTunes reviews. If you could please, uh, if you listen to this show, swing over to iTunes uh, and leave a review. Uh, each week, the winner that I select will get a free Feed Me More Nutrition supplement of their choice. This week's winner is Shammy Wow LOL, and uh, the title is The Patreon is Worth It. Seriously, when I first started listening, I thought, oh, great, another wrestler with a podcast. And here's an ex-WWE guy, nothing new. But boy, was I wrong. Ryback is, a completely, is completely different and was smart enough with his money that he really is allowed to speak his mind openly on things. I'm not saying he burns bridges, but he will speak honestly about promoters and organizations, and even if it cost him future opportunities with said organizations. If you like WWE wrestling... Slash Wrestling, this is a great podcast with insight from someone who was there as a top star to someone who was there as a developmental talent. Ryback has a lot of perspectives and insight to give. Thank you very much for that review. And that's exactly what I would say as far as just, I'm not, I, I see guys all the time toe the company line and do things. And and I, with specifically with WWE, it was very personal. And I try to never talk personally on a lot of things as far as uh i'm always rooting for the talent there and everybody and i think when you're one of the one of the wrestlers one of the boys you know one of the one of the divas or female wrestlers whatever you want to call them one of the wrestlers you always uh you have an obligation to uh speak up for wrestlers and um it's 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 there's promoters and there's wrestlers and i can and promoters in general are, are not the best people i'm not saying all of them but in general, and I think this—if you look in any profession, when you look at the promoters, it tends to attract a very uh, unique, interesting person, for the most part. But thank you very much. Please send an email to the big guy at feedmemore.com uh, with your supplement of choice. We will get you a discount code created and sent over, and uh, get you hooked up with uh, some Feed Me More nutrition. So thank you very much for your review. And guys, your iTunes reviews greatly, greatly helps this show. I think we, uh, number 11 this past week, we're moving up and I, I would really, really want to get into the top five. And, uh, I think there's no doubt we won't, we're really going to start making a push and, uh, just continuing, uh, to improve this show. Moving on. I do want to go ahead, guys. I'm going to, with everything with feed me more nutrition, uh, with our big, huge COVID cash giveaways, doing the cash giveaways every week. Uh, this past week, I gave out $1,250. This week's contest that you guys still have time to enter into is for $1,500 uh, cash. Cash, let me clarify that. Not Bitcoin, no, it's cash. And uh, it ends Friday, August 14th at 12 midnight Pacific. I'm going to give out $1,500 cash and a custom Feed Me More Nutrition uh, weight belt from our website that will be custom made to fit and uh, for you. So $1,500 cash and a custom weight belt, high quality weight belt at that for simply buying the best supplements on the planet. All you have to do is use discount code HUGE, 1500HUGE, 
1500 at checkout on feedmemore.com. I'm going to give you 20% off your order. I'm also going to give you a free premium shaker bottle and workout towel and one entry into my $1,500 cash giveaway. And uh, they've gotten bigger and bigger every week. And I told you guys, the more of you that keep participating in these, and all you got to do is just buy one supplement and you're entered in. Buy any supplement off the website and you are entered into this contest. And uh, I think so for under $30, you can get an entry in for $1,500 cash in a custom weight belt. Not horrible. And the odds are actually, believe it or not, are, are much better than a lot of other contests with this and, and doing the odds. And with the, we have a lot of people that are, are participating in this. But even then, it's still, and they've been hugely successful. But it, it's the odds are, are still very good for people on this. And, uh, and I wish everybody luck. And every entry, you get uh, every purchase, you get another entry with the code. And we use a random number generator. We plug in all the order numbers just so you guys understand how this works. And uh, from the moment the contest started till it ended, and whatever order number that lands on that participated in the contest is our winner for the week. And I will be making that phone call live on Feed Me More TV on Saturday on my YouTube. And uh, so that you guys can see, we did it last week. And uh, we're going to continue to do it so you guys can see just how real this contest is. All righty, right. My thought of the week this week, guys. And I did this actually on a food for thought for TikTok. <clears throat> I think I even mentioned it on my shooting blanks wrestling report with Raj. If I'm uh, giving a speech, and I, I think I use business marketing as the example or I'm giving a seminar, whatever it is, and say we got we got 5,000 people there, whatever the case may be. And, uh, and I just stop, and I, and I go, hey, everybody in the front row, 100 people right here, I want you guys to all start over here on the right. I want you to give me one, two, three sentences on what you think about me, just, or whatever your opinion, your thoughts. And we go all the way down the line and every person gives a sentence or two or three all the way down and takes 30, 35, 40 minutes, maybe an hour. We just go and everybody's just kind of there and just, it's just kind of going on. At the end of that hour, say, what did we get achieved? I'm getting opinions of people over, over things that, and again, I, I asked, right? But just say I didn't ask. That's kind of where I'm getting at is it's kind of like posting a, an image on Instagram maybe, right? Or putting out a tweet, right? And then people give their opinions on it. Where I'm getting at with this is, and I've, I've heard, and I've talked about this at different times. Have you heard it a lot? And I, I'm sure you have is people talk about like, man, time's going by faster now. I don't know where the time's going. I swear that time used to go slower. And my question is, did it? Or are we losing time in the fucking comment section? I think that's something we all need to look at. And this is where I was getting before. The good doesn't matter and the bad doesn't matter. And again, it's human nature. We're going to look at times, but we have to be very aware of this because it's very easy to get lost in the comments and you lose your time, and that's time you never get back. 
And when time, when, when you have important things going on or you feel that you're fucking rushed in between everything, you got to take a look at what you're doing because there's a good chance you're losing that time in the comments or scrolling to do another bullshit. But losing your time in the comments is a is a very, very easy thing to do. What happens when you stop? How many stop and go look at other people's posts and go, I want to go look at the comments. I have people tell me all the time, I go, oh, I go love to go read your comments. I'm like, what? Like, it's one thing if you look at your own comments, which is losing time regardless, right? Because it's good or the bad, it doesn't matter. But imagine doing that with other people's comments over something that doesn't even relate, that has nothing to do with you or anything. Now, I get it. There's entertainment and there's, in, 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 it's, you know, if you're, it's like watching a show. But you got to be very, you got to be aware of it because it's really easy to lose hours in the day by the time it's all said and done. So that's kind of where I'm getting at with that, with that whole speech and just losing time. Be very aware of your actions and what you're doing. Because when we are, we can catch ourselves and go, okay, that's enough. This is stupid. This isn't fucking benefiting my life at all. This is benefiting nobody's life. That's why too, it's such a great thing when you like, and oftentimes I'll put out things and not even look. And I'll wait till I go back on. And then if I see something, I'll fucking block it or whatever. But I don't, like, I'm not, like, put it out. Just let it be. Until, you know, don't don't, uh, don't get caught up in it. Because that's time we're never going to get back. And we got to value our time more than anything. And I really, I, tr- I truly think those of us that can focus the best moving forward. And I think that's always been the game. We'll have the most success. But that's my thought of the week. Uh, to support this show, guys, and uh, with everybody and our Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report that comes out every Monday, I do have my Ryback TV, youtube.com backslash Ryback TV. That's where all the podcast clips for this show, the Ryback Show, and the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. We always put out three wrestling clips from the show, and then I put out one clip of the of the Ryback Show. Uh, the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report is exclusive on Patreon, the audio and the video show. Uh, patreon.com backslash Ryback. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you could swing over there, we have a $3 tier for the shooting blanks and a $5 tier for the shooting blanks. And also the Ryback show video. The video is exclusive on Patreon. And that's what you're paying the $5 per month for the shooting blanks. And also the video of the, the Ryback show. And we also throw the audio on there as well, that the audio is available everywhere for this show on all podcast platforms. And it's free like it has been from the very beginning for that. All right. Get some plugs here to wrap up, guys. I will say, too, with Feed Me More Nutrition, we got our, for the people asking, our peanut butter pieces is in stock now. And that was, it was, uh, as I'm recording this, it's actually en route to the Fulfillment Center. And uh, I thank you all for for being patient with delays. Uh, Also, and I, I always address things, um, the Feed Me More Nutrition with our customer support. And I just had a meeting with them yesterday uh, and the, the great team that I'm working with out in uh, XSN. And uh, I know some orders have gone out and they've been missing items and, and they've corrected them and, and got those reshipped. The There was an issue with how they on through uh, the store and how it was printing out on their sheets so that the people that are packaging the orders are not getting all the items on it. And I think we've gotten that tightened up now on, on their system, on the way it was reading the website. And we 
we sh- that hopefully shouldn't be an issue. There's always going to be human mistakes whenever you're dealing with things. And, and in all honesty, you're dealing with packagers and people that are packaging not just my brand, other brands too. So sometimes, you know, there's just mistakes happen. Uh, but, the, but they've done a great job at um, correcting any issues with the, with the support over there with Feed Me More Nutrition, which is on the website the feedmemore.com website. And also I know sometimes guys with orders with everything COVID is wreaking havoc on so many things. So again, if an order is delayed uh, from FedEx or USPS, it is not Feed Me More Nutrition. It is not me personally holding your order and, and saying, we don't, don't deliver this order. I've seen some of the emails and it just makes me glad that I'm not handling the customer support. Um, it... <sighs> There's delays everywhere, guys. And the best thing I could suggest is you have your tracking, is if you call USPS or FedEx, if there's ever an issue, and, and you speak to them directly. And that's 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 what I would do if I have a package and I don't know where it's at. Calling the place that shipped it, once it leaves there, there's there's very little they can do as on their end as far as resolving it, getting there any quicker. Once that package is out, the best thing to do is to get a hold of the shipping company and try to find out what's going on. All I could tell you is it's because I've called on different things is COVID has just slowed everything down. So your patience is greatly appreciated with all orders. And we always do our best to try to make situations right and and whatnot on that. But we're, but we're doing a, a lot of we're doing a lot of volume now and uh, there's a lot going on and this has grown rapidly. So it's, uh, you know, if you do have a concern, please make sure it's a valid concern. And I've seen some where it's, um, you know, it, it, it greatly helps because the staff over there is working morning to night as well as I am. And it's, uh, and it's a beautiful thing, but uh, your patience, like I said, is greatly appreciated. And the peanut butter pieces is in. So let the partying begin. It is, it is, it's my favorite protein. So our proteins are just kick-ass. With the ISO hungry proteins. All right, guys. All fan mail. Please send to P.O. Box 752-740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Please limit it to one to two pieces with a self-addressed uh, envelope with postage. And uh, I, I'm going to actually go swing by the P.O. Box today. And I got to do another fan mail uh, on Instagram here one of these days, probably next week as well. So I always, I always sign that stuff and get it back to you guys. If you want to set any hot sauces for Ryback has heat, uh, it doesn't have to be uh, in particular anything scorching hot. Just want me to 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 do a test a sauce on on Ryback has heat. I am more than uh, what's the word? I would love to. Re- I don't know what I want to say. I'm more than welcoming. I, I don't. I don't feel like that's right. But just send it in, and I'll put it on on Feed Me More TV. <laughs> Check out my book. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, available on Amazon and Paperback Audible in Kindle formats. I got Feed Me More TV, youtube.com slash TV for all my feeding time and Ryback has heat videos. And then youtube.com backslash TV for all the podcast content. All media inquiries, the big guy at feedmemore.com. If you would like a personal video by yours truly, cameo.com backslash the big guy Ryback. We have a bunch of merchandise over at Teespring, teespring.com, the Feed Me More store over there. We have Feed Me More Nutrition face mask and coffee mugs, as you can see, the coffee mug back there as well. And Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service with custom steak, chicken, 
rice, vegetables, broccoli, green beans, asparagus, different fish, salmon, tilapia, Texas uh, turkey burgers, you name it, guys, sweet potato fries. They got it all. They count your macros for you. They make eating healthy easy. Swing over to fuelmeals.com. You can save 15% with discount code the big guy. And uh, it makes eating healthy a lot, lot easier. And very affordable, affordable meals over there, guys. And with that, Feed Me More Nutrition, our hope spot is now on Amazon as well. And uh, as well as all the Feed Me More Nutrition uh, product line uh, is available on Amazon as well, if that is easier for you guys shopping on there. Uh, Social media, the big guy Ryback22 on Instagram and Ryback on Twitter. Ryback247 on Snapchat, Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook, Ryback TV, The Ryback Show, and Feed uh, Feed Me More Nutrition on Instagram as well. Thank you guys for listening. You've just listened to another episode of The Ryback Show. Feed me more. This is Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and 